We will have one more week of singing Christmas carols. So sorry if you're tired of them already, and you're welcome if you are loving them. (laughs) And just as a heads up uh, for the service today, there won't be a sermon. We'll have two times of sharing during the service. So there will be two opportunities to share on the theme of hope, looking ahead um, as we're at the start of a new year, and also looking looking behind and looking back and seeing God's work through your life through the last years or decades and um, remembering hope and remembering how to carry on in hope as we go forward. So you can start thinking about what you'd like to share along those lines later in the service. But for the first song we'll sing together, it's number 128, It Came Upon a Midnight Clear.
The call to worship is from Psalm 119, verses 129 to 136. Your laws are wonderful. No wonder I obey them. The teaching of your word gives light, so even the simple can understand. I pant with expectation, longing for your commands. Come and show me your mercy, as you do for all who love your name. Guide my steps by your word, so I will not be overcome by evil. Ransom me from the oppression of evil people, that I can obey your commandments. Look upon me with love. Teach me your decrees. Rivers of tears gush from my eyes because people disobey your instructions. And you can turn to 147, Silent Night. said before we'll have two times of sharing this is the first time in the service for sharing so we will stay in our cohorts there's a microphone set up at each cohort and if you have mobility issues and need uh, an usher to bring a cordless microphone to you if you just raise your hand and keep it raised until an usher can bring you a microphone then you can share from your seat as well so like I said at the beginning of the service the theme for sharing today is hope so it's fitting that as we are literally two days into the new year that we're looking ahead, maybe with anxiety, maybe with hopefulness. Um, and I hope that this sharing time can be an honest an honest time because we don't always feel hope. Um, but hopefully we can e encourage each other in times in the past when we have been able to 
to re be rem reminded about that hope, how to carry on with hope. So I'll leave the, the floor and the space open if you would like to share, and don't be afraid of silence. Well, I thought yesterday about this topic, so I did have a bit of advance notice. What keeps me going, hopeful, whatever, I guess you could say is short-term stuff, like oh, looking forward to the next meal or watching a show with my wife. Or it's a little bit more long-term, having projects to do, meaningful work, whether paid or unpaid, things that bring me enjoyment or benefit to others. But all of that is still in the context of something even bigger picture, which is what I look forward to, uh, you know, what God is up to, because I believe that God is always at work in the world, drawing people to himself. And so I expect to get to see some of that going on. And then afterwards, after I die, I expect that I will be able to understand things better, that things will all make sense. So that gives me a lot of hope. Um, and I guess one scripture that would connect with that would be from Ephesians 1, where everything in heaven and on earth is going to be brought together in Jesus. So things that at this point don't really make sense will we'll all find their, their home their meaning, their place in whatever Jesus does at the end. So, yeah, short-term, medium-term, long-term, eternal-term. Eternal Those are the things that give me hope. I've been kind of excited about a couple of verses in Hebrews, and I'd like to share them with you because these verses give me hope. And uh, it's uh, Roman uh, Hebrews 12, which follows the chapter of faith of, where um, all these great men and women of faith uh, are talked about. And so this is what uh, Hebrews 12 says. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And when I read these verses, it gives me a lot of hope in what's happening today and what's happening as I look in the future and the, the hope that I find in Jesus Christ gives me the most joy and peace of anything else in the whole world. The things in the world, they seem so daily, and then the hope in them, some of these things is gone. But Jesus Christ is the same today and tomorrow as he was yesterday. And I'm so thankful for Jesus Christ. I, when I was thinking about this topic personally, <clears throat> I really could just think about the last two years. It's like everything before COVID seems like a long time ago. So um, at the beginning of the pandemic, <clears throat> I remember thinking like, oh, this is so new, so scary. And um, 
I definitely had hope that we would get through it. I just didn't know how long it would be, which is probably a good thing. Um, but something that was encouraging to me, maybe it felt a little dismal at first, but it encouraged me to think, you know, this theme in Ecclesiastes, there's nothing new under the sun. Okay, maybe that feels a little discouraging, but it also feels like, okay, I think this is so new. Whether it's like, you know, weather changes or or pandemics. Okay, we've had that before. Probably we'll have it again. And and that nothing is a surprise to God is very encouraging as well. So I think that the first the first year of the pandemic, I was really not not feeling a lot of that kind of tangible hopefulness, but for some reason, and I know this is is flipped for some people, but this last year has felt I felt a lot more comforted by the fact that God is with us and in control over the situation in some way, and um, and just more that long term hope. It's easy to think very short term. I think especially when we're going through a new situation, just trying to get through each day, which is totally valid. Sometimes that's the only thing we maybe can do or the, the longest vision we maybe have. But I think as we carry on through this season of the world that I, f- I feel a little more of a glimpse of that long-term vision, which I hope God will keep growing in me throughout the rest of the year, this year. I'll invite Donna up now for the pastoral prayer. Please join me in prayer. Dear Lord God, we stand at the brink of a new, unmarred year. We do not know what lies before us. And yet as we look back into the year that has passed, we see that you have been our hope and our peace. You have increased our joy in happiness. You have walked with us in our struggles and sorrow. You have been our comfort. You have been our wisdom and guidance in decisions we needed to make. Thus far have you helped us, and we trust that you will continue to help us in the same way, that you will go with us, that you will strengthen us and encourage us in the changes that we face and the decisions we need to make in the unexpected turns in our lives that we will experience. And as we think of this year that has gone by, We remember those who have died. We mourn our loss, knowing that you care for us and you are the God of all comfort. We think of the dreams and plans that we had that were canceled or deferred or just didn't work out the way we imagined. We bring our emptiness and our loss to you. We've made poor choices, mistakes, relationships that have broken, errors, sins, our own and others. We pray for healing and forgiveness. We think of those who have had physical health challenges. We think especially of Michelle Bartel as she faces a struggle with cancer. Lord, I pray that you would be with her and with her family, both her immediate family and her extended family. We think of others in our church who face uncertain physical health issues. In the year going forward, Lord God, 
I pray that you would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation that we may know you better. I pray that the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened, that we may know the hope to which you have called us, the riches of your glorious inheritance, and your incomparably great power for us who believe. We pray that we would sense that power that you exerted when you raised Christ from the dead that is within us, that you have promised to us. Lord, I pray that you would grant us unity in the church, which is your body, and in heaven and on earth. Amen. Please turn with me to number 131 in your hymn books, Angels from the Realms of Glory, and we'll sing verses 1, 2, and 4. from Luke 2, verses 41 to 52. So I'll give you a moment to look that up in your Bibles if you have them. Luke 2, 41 to 52. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When Jesus was 12 years old, they attended the festival as usual. After the celebration was over, they started home to Nazareth, but Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents didn't miss him at first because they assumed he was among the other travelers. But when he didn't show up that evening, they started looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they couldn't find him, they went back to Jerusalem to search for him there. Three days later, they finally discovered him in the temple, sitting among the religious teachers, listening to them and asking questions. All who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. His parents didn't know what to think. Son, his mother said to him, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been frantic searching for you everywhere. But why did you need to search? He asked. 
didn't you know that I must be in my father's house? But they didn't understand what he meant. Then he returned to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. And his mother stored all these things in her heart. Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all the people. We'll sing, O Holy Night, number 148.
last verse of that song is so profound. Such a good verse to dwell on. So there will be another stretch of time now where you are welcome to share about the theme of hope, how you've experienced it in your own life, what you're maybe looking ahead to, what keeps you hoping. And after a time of sharing, then we'll move into a time of communal prayer where you will also be welcome to come to the microphones and pray aloud for all of us to pray with you. Well, a year ago, when I would meet somebody two or three feet from me, I could hardly recognize their faces due to cataract, or I couldn't read the overhead. So I went into this last year with hopes that my eyesight would be miraculously restored by surgery. And the Lord answered that prayer. I can see your faces, I can read. And with, I would say, above normal eyesight at my age. So I'm thankful for that. And then uh, also uh, we had some uh, illnesses that uh, came along with age, I guess. And the Lord has led us through that. We're, by the grace of God, we're here today day rejoicing in his goodness. I thought I'd like to share that. So uh, I've been the recipient of Saturday Digest, published by Menoham. When that theme came about thinking of it, I remembered one dating back to March of this year. And I would like to share that with you. It's choosing hope. Choose to hope. The uh, scripture verse comes from above, comes from Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Romans 15, 13. And uh, then there's 12 ways of choosing hope listed here. Renew, renew hope. Take time for family. Uh, fix these words in your hearts. Teach them to your children. Deuteronomy 11 and 18. Number two, choose hope. When people let you down, God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Psalm 73, 26. Pursue hope, strength, strengthen world peace, but take heart, I have overcome the world. John 16, 33. Cultivate hope, break down old walls. How does, hope does not disappoint us. Romans 5, 5. Find hope. It's all about pursuing hope. Find hope. Experience the wonder of nature. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Psalm 121. It's two. And uh, take hope. The future is in God's hands. 
Set all your hope on the grace of, that Jesus Christ will bring you. 1 Peter 1.13 Create hope. Renew neighborhood life. Seize the hopes set before you. Hebrews 6.18 Experience hope. Worship with other believers. Very important. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Colossians 1.27 Discover hope. The past can be forgiven. Those who saw so in tears will reap with songs of joy. Psalm 126.5 Rekindle hope. New patterns can begin. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. Romans 13, 15, 13. Believe in hope. You can make a difference. Be strong. And let your heart take courage, all you who wait. Psalm 31, 24. And lastly, receive hope. The Savior of the world has come. The, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Isaiah 9, 2. And in, in addition to that, I have a few scriptures here that uh, have become very dear to me in the last year as well. Found in 2 Corinthians 2. Paul speaking to the Corinthian church. Beginning of 2 verse 4. Uh, 2 chapter 4 verse 7. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. Uh, we are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around, carry around in our body, the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. And then, further down, verse 16, therefore we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and the momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal, eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. That is my hope. Thank you. Let's turn to 404 and sing verse 1 of The Solid Rock. Thank you. 
anyone else like to share? Reminder, if you need a mic brought to you, just raise your hand. I imagine we all listen to the news, and uh, somehow it seems that that's not where we find a great deal of hope. There's been a lot of turmoil in our world, man-made turmoil, and uh, all kinds of natural disasters, and yet we, we want to be hopeful people. In the last couple of months, I've uh, read through the Old Testament interesting read, starting in Genesis, a, a very interesting book. However, there are sections of the Old Testament that are kind of difficult to read. They're a lot of the same. That's what some people say about the Bible. It's all the same. And some of the prophets, it seems, it's just doom and gloom again and again. And so in the here we are, our conference is uh, calling for renewal. And in the uh, Old Testament, as we read uh, there, the story of the Israelites in particular, when they turned away from God, did their own thing, uh, things did not go well for them. In fact, they went very poorly. And then when either a king or a prophet was able to persuade them to return to God, things turned up again. And so I think it is with us. Our, our conference is uh, calling for a time of renewal in our churches. And we, we hope that uh, we'll take that seriously across our conference, across the Christian church, and uh, bring hope into this world, into our lives. Thank you. Um, what gives me hope now, as usual, um, is the variety of the, the variety of gifts in the church, and um, I mean that, that works on a number of levels. I'm I'm not a I'm not a hopeful person by by constitution or, or personally, which means that I'm rarely surprised when things go wrong. And and you know when if if all the wheels are coming off the wagon and it's a huge disaster, I'm I, I rarely feel surprised or disappointed. That's exactly how I think it probably will would have turned out, which means that there is a role for me. In in situations where where you know where 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 you need to deal with with struggles, now that role isn't isn't everywhere, and I you know I there are, there are things that I don't know how to deal with. I don't celebrate very well, um, so when it comes time for a for a Christmas party or or some some other event where people make small talk about things that are pleasant and and play happy games, then it's then it's best for me to to participate but not lead because. Because that's not my that's not my area. But when when there are, are events that are like that, then you know, then there there are people in our in our in our group who can who can rise up and and be happy and actually feel that way and and do it legitimately. And that's part of God's grace to the church. And when there are, for example, I also don't I'm not very compassionate. If something goes badly, you know, <laughs> that's it's time to just buckle down and get to it. And so, so I'm not a very I'm not a very compassionate person uh, to others, and, um, or or to myself either. But you know, somebody like Donna or Bethany and others in our congregation are are legitimately and truly caring and compassionate. And when there is the need for caring and compassion, um, pe those people those people rise to the top and and can 
can demonstrate care and compassion in and in ways that um, that that are true and and faithful to the leading of God in in their lives, and and so you know even even in our community in the last couple of years I think you know frankly some of the congregations and and pastors who had experienced you know congregations who had experienced tremendous success and growth in recent times um, have, have sometimes struggled because of um, you know how do you how do you face what direction do you face during a time of public health orders and and the interaction of the ch- the church and the government and society and care for vulnerable people and and people who are at risk um, you know th- then all of a sudden there's there's a there's a, a different group of churches that seem to be comfortable and in in our zone and and um, and kind of going forward in the in the grace of God um, while while others, while others struggle along, and you know those, those churches who are feeling in a, in their in their place now and feel like you know that we have a, a, a something to offer, maybe maybe we have struggled at, at other times in the past, and so as 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 time goes along, the the grace of God is distributed among God's people, and. Sometimes that looks. Sometimes that you know. Some each of us. Each of us rises to our role in the body of Christ at particular times when there is need for that thing, and 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 that's what that's what gives me hope. When there is when there is a, a need in the body of faith and in the community, it it works out so that there have been people in the body of faith equipped for that role, maybe in ways that we didn't even realize. Who are who are able to kind of come into their own uh, as each as each need arises, and it's it's hopeful and encouraging and and happy for me to see that to see that happen as as you know perhaps the the, the person who was in charge who was really good at initiating something when that thing is has begun then then maybe that person drops back into the into the into the woodwork and and doesn't play a prominent part anymore and those who are good at sustaining things and mentoring things along are good and you know sometimes this, the time comes for things to wrap up and those who are good at just keeping on and keeping on and keeping on need to step back and those who are good at bringing closure step up and then the people who are and then the people who are good at initiating get another opportunity to step up and so it is that the the, the body of faith um, among those who who follow Jesus keeps on keeps on going and that that cycle is what's um, is what's hopeful for me. All right. Thank you all for sharing. And for those who have many thoughts or ideas but don't feel comfortable sharing them out loud, we appreciate you as well. Let's go into a time of prayer now. I will open with a, a short prayer. I'll leave some space if anyone wants to come to one of the microphones in your cohort and also pray out loud along the theme of renewal, um, just like Abe said, for the coming year, uh, learning from the life of Jesus, becoming true disciples, or maybe re-energized disciples. And after a few minutes, then, then I'll close as well. Let's pray. Spirit, we thank you for being with us. Jesus, we thank you for being our example. And Father, we thank you for guiding the whole, the whole process, the whole story. 
And we pray as we look ahead to the coming year that you would give us the hope through the power of the Holy Spirit, not, not that we have to conjure it up on our own, that we would accept that vision and that perspective and that gift of hope. Jesus, thank you for your promise that those who ask, seek, and knock will find what, what we're looking for or what, what we need. Thank you that you have all the resources we need. You know what we need, Father, before we even ask. So, yeah, we want to engage in that process of, of seeking and finding and asking and receiving and knocking and having the door open to us. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that we have this freedom to have your word. Thank you for the many promises that you've left for us. And I also want to thank you for our church. Thank you for our membership. Thank you that together we can honor you. And even though we don't know the future, but we know that you, it's all in your hands. That we can trust you, that you will provide for us. Help us to be faithful in realizing the opportunities you give us to share your love, to use them, and just to work together in unity and in love. Amen. Lord, we pray individually that you would renew, renew us, renew our minds, renew our spirits, renew our bodies, and that you would help us to, to be honest as well and to have the humility to see where, where things might need to be renewed. Please help us to see things how they really are, to see the reality through your, your light and your truth. And we pray for our families, that you would strengthen our relationships with parents, with children, with spouses, with friends, and that there would be intentionality and vulnerability and love and forgiveness where that is needed. And we pray for our church community, this congregation and the community, the larger community. And we pray for renewal in our, our appetite for your word, in our hunger for being disciples, wisdom and how to live that out in this day and age and a renewal in how we how we love each other and work together as has already been said this morning through unity through love through um, stepping into the roles that you have gifted us with and working together as the body of Christ so please guide us through your spirit and we thank you already for the the work that you will do in us and through us this year of 2022 and the ways you will work in our our church community in our community at large um, and in the world please help us to be watch watching and hoping and and waiting so that we are looking for proof and examples of this as well we pray all of this in 
Jesus' name. Amen. For our closing song, please turn to 127. And we will sing all but the third verse. So we'll sing verses 1, 2, 4, and 5. I'm going to do my sharing a little bit out of order, if that's okay. Um, since things didn't work out for me this morning like I was expecting them anyway, um, I had my prayer all written out and then it didn't print when I got to church, so that kind of threw me for a little bit of a loop. Um, but when it came comes to the benediction that I chose, that was not a difficult choice for me. When I was a little kid, um, the pastor at our church was the Reverend P.J. Phrase. Um, he was a very large character in my, in my experience as a little child. Um, I, I don't recall any sermons that he preached, um, but what I do recall is the benediction that he prayed at the end of every church service. He would raise his hands in blessing, and he would say these words, which I'm going to say on you. They are from Numbers 6, verses 24 to 26. And when he would say them, I felt like 
the Lord was looking down on me in kindness and I was enveloped in the warmth of his love. These are also the words that I prayed over my children as infants and toddlers and little kids when I would put them to bed. Um, sometimes they were sleeping when I said these words over them. Sometimes they were awake. I said them because there was so much as a parent that I had no control over. And I felt like this was my way of committing them to God, into his care. And so I'm going to say these words to you as you go into the new year, 2022. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen.